My name is Jeremy Devins and welcome to the Quiet Mind Yoga Podcast. I've been teaching yoga since 2011 and I've created this podcast so you can practice anytime, anywhere, hour-long classes, hatha, vinyasa, yin, and gentle yoga. To sustain this podcast, click the link in the show notes to become a supporter for as low as 99 cents a month or up to $9.99 a month. This helps me put out new shows every week so you can continue your practice. And if you want to keep in touch with me, visit quietmind.yoga where you can join the email list and hear about all the new classes and upcoming events. Thanks for listening. So we'll start with the bolster towards the back of the mat and then the blocks to the sides of the mat and then we can use our blanket uh, a couple of different ways so we'll start there with the, the tail up to the edge of the bolster and then the soles of the feet together so your knees can be on the blocks either at the middle or lowest height and then you'll lay back the spine onto the bolster. So reclined bound angle pose. So here you could have your blanket under the head or like a pillow under the neck really. Or use the blanket as a weight on your hips for some grounding. So take your time to set yourself up so you feel supported, able to stay here for a long time. I won't stay here for super long, but you feel like you could easily stay for a long time. your breath become a little bit slower than it has been today, a little bit slower, deeper breaths.
slowly start to transition here. start to sit up there's no rush just making your way up to we're going to come into a twist here so your bolster is still in the same position but now bring your left hip up to the edge of it right. and then <laughs> just around the same side left hip up to the edge and then You'll find some length in the spine and start to lower the body onto the bolster. So you can keep the knees, or the, the nose pointing in the same direction as the knees. Or if you want a little bit more rotation, you could turn the nose away from the knees. If anything is uncomfortable on the neck, though, just do a little less. So each of these postures today uh, with the intention of recharging the energy in the body and holding each posture about two to five minutes. Anytime we do these sort of twists, they can have a little compression on the internal organs. The back bends compress the kidneys a little bit like we just did in the last pose. And all this stuff, whenever we squeeze the internal organs and then whenever we come out of the pose, it's like a fresh flow of blood into those areas. And because we're taking slower, deeper breaths, it's more oxygen-rich blood, which helps just move everything along through the system, just keeping uh, everything functioning at its best. Energetically in the poses today, there's a sort of letting go, a sort of softening. In, a, you know, in our waking normal state, there's a little bit of a tension, a holding on to activate and move through the day. But in these postures, an opportunity to, to soften and let go a little bit. Start to sit back up and go to the other side when you're ready. Just take your time again transitioning about the same pose. 
we'll start to transition from here, coming back up. And then we'll take the bolster for a child's pose. So having the knees apart and the bolster between the thighs. could turn to one side. A little bit shorter here, and I'll let you know when we're halfway so you could turn your head to the other side. Halfway through in this one, resting here. start to come back up to come off of the bolster maybe it's just mine but I think they actually wash these bolsters which is luxurious not, not very common at yoga studios uh, so let's come up to hands and knees and if there's any little movements that you want to make here it's kind of bring some movement into the body again we're not going to be moving as much today holding postures longer but if there's something that feels good here Maybe moving or holding into some different spots. And then from here, we'll bring the right knee up to the right wrist for a pigeon pose. And of course, you can always do this on your back if you prefer. But here, you could have the bolster under the hip or under the chest and resting on the bolster. And some version of this pigeon pose. Sometimes if the bolster is a little thick, you could use a blanket in the same ways. So the left leg is straight back. Hips are square to the ground and emphasis is on the right outer hip lengthening and the front of the left hip lengthening.
So a more active, high sensation pose, but still holding in a way that you could stay for a while. So we're going to hold here and take some slow, deep breaths. Slowly start to transition here. Make your way to the other side. If you want to make any movements in between, please do. And treating this side, even though it's the same pose, like it's a new pose altogether. So we don't hold tension symmetrically in the body, so this side might feel more open or more tense. And the pose might look very different on this side. Taking your time to set up whoever feels comfortable for you. your body become a little heavier, gravity sort of pulling the body down. And the muscles providing less resistance, less holding on, and more of the space for softening and letting go into the pose. Outer left hip relaxing, and the front of the right hip relaxing.
will start to transition here, starting to come out of the pose. And if you want to make any little movements here, you can do that. And we'll make our way to a seated posture on the tail when you're ready. So here with the feet together and the knees apart, you could use the blocks under the knees again if you want to. Or you could always scoot your feet a little further forward to decrease the intensity there. And then we'll find the sit bones here, letting the sit bones press into the floor, and then find a length in the spine through the crown of the head. Now keep this length as you bring the shoulder blades together on the back, lifting the heart. And keep as much of that length as you can as you start to hinge forward at the waist. Hands can come to the the feet here and bring your thumb into the space under the big toe mound. That's called the K1 kidney meridian there, where the kidney meridian starts, which helps regulate the energy in the body. So you just kind of press there. Right? It's not a very, don't worry about being precise, but just kind of pressing in that area with the thumb, a little acupressure there. And then you can let the back start to round in if that feels good on the spine. If it doesn't feel good, keep more of the length and the lift in the heart. Maybe you can feel somewhere in that area where you're, re where you're pressing under the thumb, a little bit of electrical energy is what you're looking for. If you've ever had acupuncture, uh, you can feel there's sort of like electrical currents in the body sometimes. Right, it's subtle, and, and don't worry about it if you don't feel it or not. Just Even just pressing in that area can be helpful. And now we're holding that with the thumbs and the spine either extending or letting the back round in. While you're here in the shape, you can let the neck become a little heavier, head heavier, relaxing the neck, maybe even turning the head a little left to right, a little forward and back with the head. And then slowly start to sit back up. Here you'll keep the Right foot in, extend the left leg straight. Janashirsasana. So here, if you uh, have tight hamstrings or low back tension, you can always sit up on your blanket. That makes this give you a little more room. And then chest towards the left knee, starting to walk the hands forward, folding over the left leg. Hands can be framing the leg, on the ankle, on the foot, maybe even interlacing the hands past the leg.
we'll start to sit back up and let both legs extend in front of you so you can lean back onto the hands. A little bit of spinal extension here to kind of relieve the low back. Lifting the heart, the chest towards the ceiling, opening the front of the body, arching the low back, and even pressing into the hands, feeling a sort of foundation or rooting down into the hands here to open through the front of the body. So your tail gets lighter on the floor. And we'll start to release. And let's go to the other side, left foot into the thigh, right leg straight, and chest towards the right knee. We start to fold in. Again, hands anywhere, framing the leg, on the leg, or on the foot. And as you hold and breathe here, we'll stay about two minutes on this side as well. It may be start to sink down a little more, not pushing it, not forcing it, but just sort of allowing anywhere that might be holding tension to start to soften. In the yoga philosophy, there's this idea of nadis, 72,000 energy channels in the body, which could be related to the Chinese meridian system, which seems to be seems to come from that philosophy. Uh, but the way I think of that is like it's, there's kind of these hoses of energy in the body and they get kinked up and the energy stops flowing as well. So we do these postures to kind of unkink those tensions in the body and allow the energy to flow more freely again. And it's something you don't always feel in the pose even, but maybe after the pose or after the practice, you'll know it's effective when you feel that sort of openness and uh, more vitality. start to sit back up and both legs extending in that little back bend again hands behind the back lifting the front of the body towards the ceiling opening up pressing into the hands so you've got a sort of pushing down with the hands and lifting up with the heart neck relaxed jaw relaxed front of the body open and then slowly come back up here we'll go into a little bit more of a back bend, the same kind of shape. Let's take our blanket from the normal rectangle to like the longer rectangle shape. And we'll roll that up into a long cylinder shape. So you want to make sure it's like a firm roll. So if you kind of flatten it, it doesn't just flatten out. So it's kind of circular. And then the thicker this is, the more intense what we're going to do will be. This is going to go somewhere on the belly, like just around the waist. It could be below the ribs to the waist. Usually there's a good amount of tension in there. It could be in the psoas and the hip flexors. It could be in the abdominals. Sometimes even in the digestive organs. It could be some tension. So feeling around here, finding a spot that feels 
like we're leaving to press on and then we'll stay there and you could stay in this sort of sphinx pose where the spine's extended, forearms are down. Or you could start to lower all the way down to the belly, stacking the hands and resting the head there. We also have the vagus nerve here. It's the longest nerve in the body and uh, regulates the nervous system. One of the greatest markers of health is the vagal tone, the ability to respond to stress and not react. So you might feel uh, that, you might feel some sensitivity, some tension here. We don't need to push into any of that, but just creating a space for that to start to soften and relax. It is sensitive, sometimes long exhales through the mouth can be helpful. Letting the exhales lengthen in general is a really good way to calm the nervous system.
And we'll start to transition here. And start to come back onto hands and knees and to a wide knee child's pose to just rest the belly for a moment. Just a transition here and kind of relax the belly and take the pressure off. Come back and use that roll on the side of the body. So you'll lay onto your right side and have that roll like under the armpit, on the lat, somewhere in that area. Often there's, there's some tension there, some sensitivity there as well. And uh, if you don't find it at first, it's okay. We'll kind of do a couple of things here. So First, you could uh, take your left leg and start to lift it and move the left leg around any way that feels good here. Just moving the left leg in circles, lubricating the hip joint. And then reach the left leg up and then back about 15 degrees. And reach the left arm in the opposite direction, turning the chest towards the ground. And here, you might want to adjust the, the roll a little bit, maybe a little higher or lower, and find if there's any areas in the right side here. The serratus anterior, the upper rib muscles can get pretty tight. And let your left leg just lower to the floor behind you, stretching the left side. And the left arm can lower to the floor in the opposite direction. It's creating this sort of more passive reaching and lengthening to the left side of the body. And now let the left knee bend to the floor in front of you. While you've got that there, bend the bottom knee and reach for the top of the foot with your left hand. And you can bring your uh, right elbow down and kind of rest the head, on, the head on the right hand if you want, or you can keep the arm straight and resting the head there. Stretching the right hip flexors, quads, and making sure the knee's okay here, no pain in the knee. If there is, just do a little less. You can use this to open the chest and shoulders as well by just bending the elbow, left elbow bends. Until you feel that opening in the front of the left shoulder and pack. Also a little opening in the left traps. You could even move the neck a little bit here, just relaxing the jaw, gentle, easy movements in the neck. Slowly, really 
place that leg and transition to the other side. It's the same thing here. Now the left arm underneath the hat, laying on the left side, and start by just moving the right hip around any way that feels good here. Make sure you feel like stable and grounded in the rest of the body. The right hand can help you balance. And then reach the right leg up and back about 15 degrees. Reach the right arm in the opposite direction. And then let the right leg lower to the floor and the right arm lower to the floor. A more passive, long side bend. And you can adjust where the blanket is under the left side if you want here. Keep everything the same, but bend the right knee to touch the floor in front of you, and bend the bottom knee to reach the top of the foot. And so this stretch for the left hip flexors and quads. And again, you could add a little more chest and shoulder stretch by just bending the right elbow and opening right lung towards the ceiling. slowly start to release. Back down the belly and back to hands and knees. And we'll move the blanket here. You can turn it back into a rectangle under the knees if you want. We'll do a little bit on the knees here. So just having that padding for the knees can be really nice. And then we'll go into the heart opening pose, so the arms extend forward and the hips stay over the knees as you lower the chest down. Straight arms, maybe the forehead comes to the ground. So a little more opening through the, the belly, the ribs, the chest and shoulders. Generally, uh, back bends are going to be energizing because the compression they put on the kidneys and adrenal glands. And then, like these more passive back bends, like we're doing today, are going to be more recharging because they still have that energizing effect, but you're not having to do a lot to get that.
and start to come back up to your hands and knees. And then here we'll move the blanket and you could sit on the blanket. Maybe uh, I like to roll it up in half and sit on the edge so it creates a little cushion for the tail. And then just coming to a simple cross-legged posture. So here we'll have hands on the legs and just move the spine a little bit any way that feels good, kind of like we did on hands and knees earlier, just feeling out the shoulders, spine, hips, neck, listening to your body. And then find a posture that feels more neutral. So it's a little bit of a tilt in the pelvis. There's an arch in the back, just about 5 10%. Shoulders are relaxed away from the ears and a slight lift through the top of the head. It's almost like you're holding like something between the chin and the chest to create that little bit of a chin towards the chest, a little length through the top of the head. And here we'll just notice the breath. So feeling the breath go down to the lower belly. When you inhale, there's an expansion there. When you exhale, there's a softening there. And letting the exhales be slightly longer than the inhales. And feel the breath going into the ribs as well. So belly and ribs, a little bit fuller breath. When you inhale, there's an expansion there. And when you exhale, a softening there. And still the exhale is a little bit longer than the inhales. And now when you inhale, belly, ribs, and chest, full torso, front, back, and sides. Breathing fully and three-dimensionally throughout the whole upper body. Now imagining when you inhale, there's an expansion from the center of the belly through the whole body, to the toes, to the hands, to the head. So everything's expanding on the inhale, and everything slightly contracting and relaxing on the exhale. This energy in your center is expanding out through the whole body, filling the whole body with prana, life force, energy from the center out.
nothing external needed to create that. It's all starting at the center and expanding out from the center. And now as you breathe, imagine from your center expanding out through the edges of your body and beyond your body to the space around you. It's like there's this expansion of energy, light, openness from the center to the area just outside of the body. And even when you exhale, that, that aura, that energy, that openness stays there. So we all have an electromagnetic field and imagining that expanding even more. So when you inhale, it goes from the belly around your body to fill up this whole room, this big energy starting at the center and expanding out all around you, supporting you, protecting you. With no effort, no struggle, just this natural allowing of this energy to flow from your center. At the end of your inhales, imagining you can feel the edges of the room and the walls in the room. bringing awareness back to the energy just around the body. And then to the awareness of the energy just at the surface of the skin. And then back to the lower belly in the center of the body. Maybe even feeling your pulse inside. And we'll transition to our last pose. We'll use the bolster to elevate the legs. So we'll have our blocks at the highest height, hips width. Bolster right on top of that. And then the back of the knees right up to the edge of that. Here again, the blanket could be a weight on the hips or a support under the neck. Practicing at home, you only have time you know, for a little bit or you just need a quick recharge. This pose and the first one we did, the back bend with the bolster, are the ones I go to the most that help me recharge. This one's great because it 
uh, sort of uh, reverses the flow, the blood flow, and the, you know, having the legs, the highest part of the body, helps bring more blood flow to the internal organs, back to your center. here in stillness. Taking this time to rest and recharge.
Start to move the fingers and toes, hands and feet, wrists and ankles. Eventually coming over to your side and back up to sitting. seated posture with the hands together at the heart, bowing the mind to the heart and to each other. Thank you for practicing today. Namaste. Namaste.